Today I'd love to talk to you about rebuilding in prayer. Now I don't know what you've been up to this summer, whether you've been away on holiday. We as a family have been away to Wales and uh, part of what we love to do is get on the beach and part of my role on the beach is to become a project manager uh, for the team, which is the kids to uh, build a great sandcastle or a great wall, to try and build it as strong as it can be, reinforced with stones and shells, so that when the tide turns and the wave, uh, waves come in, it stands strong. Now, inevitably, we seem to lose every time. And today, I'm, we're thinking about new starts, about rebuilding, and what role prayer has in our rebuilding. It's part of our vision series through the whole of September. And September is often an exciting time with fresh starts, but at the moment, it's exciting and also a little bit uncertain. And we heard last week from Toby uh, about the vision series, the vision of St Nick's, that everyone is playing our part. We join in and play our part with all the other churches in the re-evangelisation of the nation. And today we're going to explore how we can play our part with that in prayer. Sometimes we feel like visions can be too big for us. Uh, we don't know where to start. We don't know where to what we can do. Well, I hope today, my hope is that uh, instead of feeling overwhelmed, we can feel inspired and equipped so that we can take small steps forward together. When we first launched St Nick's almost two years ago, we looked at the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament uh, and we felt it was a story that was significant and symbolic to us. At that time, the building in St Nick's hadn't been finished, there was no ceiling, there was no roof, we couldn't meet in there at all but we felt a sense of calling and had been sent to start St Nick's. But we had to pray because we had no team and no finished building. And there's this amazing story in, uh, in the Old Testament of Nehemiah that I'd love to look at today and just to uh, learn what we, can, what we can learn from it, what it teaches us and how we can respond. So it's around 520 BC and Nehemiah has been sent a message by uh, from Jerusalem saying that the, the walls had been ransacked and ruined. This was a, a place that he loved dearly, his home city, and the people of God had been sent away from it in exile. So let's read uh, the first part of the story, then his response in prayer, which we find in Nehemiah chapter 1, and I'm going to read from verse 3. It says this, They said to me, The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burnt with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the Lord God of heaven. Then I said, and this is his prayer, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commands, let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. And then it goes on in verse 11. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this, your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favour in the presence of this man. And what struck me about Nehemiah's response as I read it again over the summer um, was that as soon as he hears of the destruction and the loss and the pain, he does three things. And the first thing is this. He resets. In verse 4, it says, Nehemiah stops and weeps and prays and fasts. But he doesn't just do this for a few minutes or a prayer meeting. Nehemiah does it for days. He is overwhelmed by the situation. And his immediate response is to cry out in prayer. Secondly, he refocuses. In verse 5, after his moment of resetting, 
Nehemiah reminds himself in his mind uh, who God is and how awesome he is, not focusing on himself, but the awesome God he worships and responds to. And then later in verse 11, uh, he prays a big, bold prayer uh, for success and favour. Now, this isn't for his own fame, but because it's what he feels God is calling him to. And then the third thing is they rebuild. But again, Nehemiah doesn't do it together. And the whole of the rest of uh, Nehemiah talks about how the people together each had their part. Everyone had a part. And it goes into incredible detail about who had what job to play. So we learn this. Nehemiah sees the opportunity and responds. God works with Nehemiah and uses him, an unlikely and ordinary person, and uses him in incredible ways. And then God hears his prayer, the cry of his heart, and grants favour and success. Now, even though the walls of St Nick's are still standing, uh, the stability of the walls in our world feel like they've been severely shaken and damaged over the last few months. Look around us, uh, look around the world, you don't have to look too far to see th places where they've been deeply unsettled and hurt. And this uh, pandemic has impacted everyone around the world. I believe we're in a season today where as the people of God, just like Nehemiah did, we need to follow his example. We have an opportunity to show what it is to reset on God, to refocus our hearts on him and his purposes and to rebuild, not just as a community of, in a church, but in our schools, in our workplaces, in our homes, in whatever we're called to in our daily lives. But you might say, how can I get involved today? How can I get involved right now even, right where you are watching this? Well, the answer is, um, is to follow Nehemiah's example, to pray, to follow his instinctive reaction, to get on his knees and pray. Perhaps prayer is a part of your life already. Well, if that's the case, great news. Uh, this is a season to go deeper in your prayer life. Perhaps you don't pray very often, or maybe you've never prayed ever before. Uh, well, this is an opportunity to start and to join in with us as a community, to take some small steps to start praying. And today what I'd love to do is to launch something called the 1102 prayer campaign. Now you might think 1102, what's that all about? Well, this is a verse um, from Luke chapter 11 and verse 2, which says as part of the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. And today we're going to launch a prayer campaign. Now we did this last year, if you're with us this time last year, and we've heard incredible stories of people being prayed for by people, uh, their friends in St Nick's, people coming back to faith and people coming to faith for the first time. Luke 11 verse 2, uh, just before this it says uh, the disciples are asking Jesus, Lord teach us how to pray. This is reassuring for us because even the disciples needed to be instructed. And Jesus says, when you pray, pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done. The disciples were wanting to copy and, and follow Jesus' example of connecting with his Father in heaven. And when we pray these words, your kingdom come, your will be done, we're asking for heaven to invade earth. We're asking for his reign, his rule to come and invade our earth here. We're saying we need you, Jesus, your, your power, your authority here on earth now. So today, I'd love you to join in with what we're doing. Today, I'd love you to commit to pray for three friends specifically, those who are not yet Christians, not part of St Nick's, to come and explore faith. And we're going to do this for the next 28 days. 
in this season that we would see our prayers that we would see our friends our families neighbors our colleagues come to know Jesus maybe for the first time or maybe come back to faith if they've been brought up in faith and I believe that we have a huge opportunity there's huge hunger and openness out there people want to explore faith maybe more than we realize some research came out and it was published in the Guardian uh, just back in May not long ago at the start of lockdown and it said that in the first six weeks of lockdown 25% of all adults watched or listened to an online church service 25% even more amazingly 33% uh, of those were uh, between the age of 18 and 34 then we heard that a prayer hotline had been launched, a national prayer hotline. And in the first 48 hours, 6,000 people had responded to ask for prayer or to give a prayer request. And we want St Nick's to be a place where these people can come and explore faith for themselves. My prayer, our prayer together, is that we would see even more in this season. As we look to reset on God, refocus our hearts on him and rebuild in faith. So... Here's the ask. What I'd love you to do with a piece of paper that's either on your car or on the card that's on your seat in church if you're there or just grab a piece of paper on a notebook if you're at home is to think of three people who, uh, who you don't uh, who don't yet know Jesus, who aren't part of the community of faith. And what I'd love you to do is to set an alarm on your phone. Here's my phone. Set an alarm for 11.02 every morning and pray for those three people every day. For 28 days. Set the alarm with the names of the three people so that when it pops up every day we can pray together. Now I'm no expert mathematician or statistician but I know that there are around 300-350 people at St Nick. So if everyone committed to pray for three people over the next month that's together that's a thousand people bring pray for by us. Now that is exciting that's the sort of vision that excites me that I want to get on board with. And if we think about maybe later in, those month, in, in this month, inviting some of those people to Alpha, that could be a thousand people invited to Alpha to explore faith together. So it's 11.02 on Monday morning and you've set your alarm today and your alarm goes off. What do you pray? Well, I want to give you an idea for one prayer for the people that you're praying for and one prayer idea for you. Firstly, for the people you're praying for. Let's pray this, for curiosity to be stirred in their hearts and their minds, that they would be curious about faith and that they would come to Jesus, uh, they would come to know Jesus. Secondly, uh, a prayer for you in this season. I think we can pray for our friendship to be deepened with our three people and for us to take risks. Now, we don't just pray alone. Uh, we don't want this to be a private thing, an ind individual thing. We want to pray together. And every Tuesday morning, we pray, and we've prayed through lockdown together at eight o'clock on Tuesday morning, online, on Zoom. And it's been an amazing time together. It's been an amazing highlight for me through lockdown. And people have prayed uh, those words, your kingdom come, your will be done, for God's kingdom and reign and rule to break through on earth, m now more than ever. And um, we've seen amazing uh, things happen. We've seen, had an amazing times of prayer from all around. We pray for local things as well in Bristol. Um, people have joined us from a, uh, from a range of places, from their breakfast tables at home, having breakfast, to on their way to work and their journey there, to, uh, I don't know, the comfort of their sofa and even just barely awake um, in bed. We'd love you to join us. And uh, that's a Tuesday, on Tuesday, every Tuesday at eight o'clock. 
and we put out uh, reminders on social media, the details are on the website for Zoom, so you can also set your alarm and be there then. I think it's a really exciting time to get stuck in. Finally, we've heard a lot about transmission rates and infectious rates over the last month, few months. And I think my last reflection is how amazing would it be if our faith and our prayer life became infectious? That as we see Jesus more and more, as we seek to reflect um, his goodness, his grace, his love into the world that we are around, that people can't help but think, what is it about you that makes you different? How, how were you able to respond in that situation? And we're able to share who it is that we follow and that we're able to explain uh, our faith to others in this season. And I pray as we do that, that we would know God's favour and God's goodness on us and through us as we seek the re-evangelisation of not just Bristol, but the UK. In Jesus' name, amen.